Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Man Rush, the leading premier NFL and NCAA dual threat podcast. We are like everybody's favorite quarterback. Of course, we can run and we can throw and we can do them both well, unlike certain people that I could name that we won't talk about. Speak. With me. Sorry. I was going to say cat. <laughs> but, oh, hey, he didn't, you know. do, he didn't do awful, but. Yeah. Look, man, I follow teams with anemic quarterbacks. What do you want from me? I don't uh, know. I don't <laughs> my know. My lovely co-host, as always, is joining me today. What's up, guys? This is Brent. I'm excited to be here. Exciting week of football we had. We should uh, just say that check out the show notes and stuff mm. on the Twitters and the Facebooks. Facebook.com slash the number two, M-A-N-R-U-S-H. That's two man rush with the number two at the front. Everything's up on there. And yeah, we got a shorter show, show, blah, 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 blah. Shorter show this week. Got a lot of stuff going. So... Mm. Let's get cracking. I did not call it. I was close, though. I was very close. I said last week the Seahawks would not score more than 21 points against the Eagles, uh, although I still believe they would win. I was almost correct. They only scored three touchdowns, but they got a couple field goals and whatnot. Well, they missed the first point after attempt as well. Um, there were there were quite a few missed point after attempts uh, oh this past Sunday. It was pretty bad. Um, come on, kickers, get your stuff together. Why aren't you guys listening to this podcast? Everyone else is. Uh, but yeah, they scored more than 21 points, obviously. But they only scored three touchdowns. So although I did not call it, I can still feel all good inside. Uh, something I didn't think any of us would want to call, but end up happening. We have quite a few injuries this week. Andrew, take it away, man. <sighs> I hate doing injury segments because... Obvious reasons are obvious, but it seriously sucks. So AJ Green, top five wide receiver, depending on who you ask, probably top three for the Bengals week to week with a hamstring week to week. is not something you want to hear, but it's better than out for the year. But at this year, uh, the Bengals are gone anyway. They're not going to the playoffs. So Bengals fans, you're hoping that he just doesn't play at all the rest of this year. Not because he can't, but there's really no point. So uh andrew luck with a concussion unlikely to play against thanksgiving which it's it's gonna be bad you don't want to miss your thanksgiving game obviously you're playing the steelers and if you don't have luck the colts are already bad as it is so uh bruce arians coach of the cardinals had a horrible day against the vikings in which the refs were less than stellar from what i've heard and uh, he's a very angry person, and it put him in the hospital. We don't know if it was a heart attack or if there was anything going on there. Word on the street is that he's good, but he did go to a trip to the ER because of his anger issues. So got to <laughs> get that in check. He's too old and too fat to have that keep happening. Uh, safety for the 49ers, Eric Reed, torn bicep, out for the year. So that's, I mean... That's garbage. Give me that number one pick, please. It's not going to happen. The Browns won't win. But Bears, please help me out. Please, Bears, please. Uh, Also, I think it's in two or three weeks, but the 49ers play the Bears, and that's going to be a great game to watch because it decides who gets the second overall pick. So please lose that one. Um, (laughs) CJ Procise, the fill-in running back for the Seahawks, who had been doing so well, broke off like a 70-plus yard TD. Uh, in the most recent Seattle game, uh, he's injured and he may not be back for the playoffs. That's questionable right now. Bad day for the Seahawks in general. Earl Thomas the third best safety in the league, uh, out for maybe two weeks or longer. 
um, optimistically one week, but really about two or longer. And then uh, she'd there uh, or shed, depending on who you ask um, their cornerback on Seattle as well. Also has the same hammy injury out for two to three weeks, if not longer. Uh, Adrian Peterson, the quote unquote, Best running back of all time, quote unquote, instant Hall of Famer, quote unquote, incredible person uh, running back for the Vikings. Um, he's back on the table soon. We don't know if he's going to come back the rest of the season or when he's actually going to be back in the Vikings offense. But rumor on the street is that his injury is looking better. So I thought I'd just throw it in here. And then if he comes back, great. If not. He's probably done in the NFL um, Cowboys to activate their draft pick, their risky pick of the year. Jalon Smith, the stud linebacker that they're hoping for, obviously had issues with the knee coming into the draft and they knew that. So they've activated them only because this is the deadline to get activated. Mm. So they'll probably end up putting him out on IR in about three weeks or so if he's not ready to play. So this is, not meaningless obviously they wouldn't activate him if there wasn't a shot in the world but yeah they're playing it safe for the playoffs um and maybe something happens there maybe it doesn't they also have activated darren mcfadden they're running back so that's going to give um the running game a little more of a break too when zeke's out so that should be good for dallas big 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 on the broncos front the broncos get their star corner and like top 50 NFL player of the year. I want to say it was like 35 last year. Mm. A keep to lead back. That's going to be huge when they play the Chiefs this Sunday. And they also get Derek Wolf back as well. So their defense is priming up for this game. Prime and prime and prime. And uh, Luke Keekley, best linebacker in the league right now for the Panthers. Look like what got a concussion. I don't know if they've come out and said anything about that yet. I am not entirely certain, but if it is a concussion, that's not good at all because he's had a history of those, and that could put him into thinking about retirement is some of the speculation out there. So uh, pretty big injury week for NCAA yeah. too. Brent, you want to walk us through that? Yeah, so we got a lot of young guys uh, who are just going to walk it off and be okay. But yeah, yeah. Pretty tough, pretty tough week. Yep. I'll tell you, <laughs> life's a lot easier when you got young and spirit in you. Just, life's uh, also a lot of life's also a lot easier when you have stuff to re- alleviate the pain from those injuries. Um, it's unfortunate when those things are illegal in a certain league. Uh, why don't you tell us more about that, Andrew? Pat's defensive tackle uh, suspended four games for violation of the performance enhancing drugs policy. And by that, I mean marijuana. <laughs> Performance. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, what a joke. You got to be an idiot to get suspended four games for weed. Yeah. Honestly, it really yeah. takes a stupid person. So. But that's enough NFL for now. That's what's going on. You want to walk us through what happened last week in the NCAAs? So Louisville felt like they missed out on uh, the that fateful Saturday where three Top five teams lost. Um, so they felt like losing this week to Houston again for the second year in a row. Um, you know what? This might be one of those things where Tom Herman just has Rick Pertino's number and can just play well against him with any squad at any time. But everyone thought Houston was was out of the season. Like there's no hope for them. Tom was going to lose his stock, um, which I was actually very happy about. I was hoping he'd come back to Ohio State as an offensive coordinator where he belongs um, 
But somehow, you know, Houston did demolish Louisville. I stopped watching the game. That's how bad it was at the beginning. Like an immediately kick return fumble for a quick seven points. Louisville had some three and outs. Oh, it was awful. Lamar Jackson somehow still has Heisman hopes. I do not know how that works, but somehow it does. Um, they only scored 10 points that game. So yeah, make of that what you will. But uh, Tom Herman, safe to say, is going to be somewhere next season. We're not really sure where. I'll try and keep you guys updated <laughs> on that. He's definitely not going to be at Houston, though, because with this win, he's solidified himself as a person who just needs a better team, and Houston doesn't have that for him. Uh, number two, Ohio State against Mark D'Antonio and Michigan State Spartans. Let me tell you guys, I, I read some stats um, because... I wasn't expecting this game to be close, but then I forgot. Um, I don't know how I forget this every single year. Mark D'Antonio versus Urban Meyer is is a very, very, very interesting matchup. Uh, in my opinion, and I'm not going to say this about a lot of people because I love Urban. Though, if there's one guy in the world who can who can literally beat Urban Meyer just by knowing his coaching style and being able to outplay it, it it's Mark D'Antonio. If you look at the stats, uh, now that Ohio State beat Michigan State by 1.17 to 16 uh, in a very intense away rivalry game, the for the past like four or five years since Urban has been coaching at Ohio State, the points for points against uh, when it comes to Ohio State versus Michigan State is uh, officially one point in Ohio State's favor. So um, if that's telling you anything, yeah, these two schools really, really duke it out with each other. Um, and you know, the Ohio state university has to shift. Now they're, we're in survival mode last week. They need to move to attack mode because there's a big game. I think, I think it's a big game. I'm not really sure, uh, that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. You, we need I don't to know. Be, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that important. It's not, it's not mentionable, but, uh, they need to switch to attack mode because they need that offense clicking 17 points. You know, I mean, 17 points would probably do the trick, but let's not, let's not bank on it. Uh, moving on what, you know. to the game that could have been my upset of the week call, but was not. Alas, the uh, Washington oh. State. What, up? dude? I called it. Well, I mean, call, <laughs> called called what? I mean, called the higher seated, the better seated team beating the lower seated team. Hey, you know, sometimes all you have to be is correct. You know, that's right. Unfortunately for me, Washington State was only behind four points going into the fourth. So that's totally doable. Like an away Absolutely team, doable. only four points behind. Like, come on, that that's doable. Washington State choked the fourth quarter. They scored zero points and let up 10 points. Like, yeah, I be, yeah, you have a whole quarter and you don't even get a field goal off a team that you've been scoring on the whole entire game. I mean, like, I don't know. Call it what you want. Ten, giving up 10 points isn't bad, but not scoring when you scored every other quarter except for the fourth just, just shows me they didn't want to finish. Um, Washington State had it. They had it within their grasp, and uh, I don't know what happened. So, But that's enough for NCAA. Let's hit up uh, the NFL. Andrew, take it away. Let me, let me tell you about the NFL. All right? The thing about the NFL is there are a lot of games Sunday. Mm-hmm. A lot of games Sunday. And uh, not all of them were that great. (laughs) Not a lot of them had a lot special going on. Outside of a few things, it's mostly, it's kind of we're getting to the end of the year, you know? We're just, you gotta have to have a lot of games left. Stuff like the Rams against the Dolphins, you know? And the Bears against the Giants and things like that. And it's just, it's a little... A little poop 
the Steelers broke their four game losing streak because they finally got to play the Browns. Why are we proud of that? You know what I mean? <laughs> so people make it sound like it's, oh, they broke their four game losing streak. Don't have a four game losing streak. Shouldn't count. To me, they're still they're they're How about this? They're still on a four game losing streak when the teams that they're playing at least have a win on the season. How about that? So that's that's pretty bad if you ask yeah. me about the Steelers. Um, so I just have three short stuff this week. The Hawks over the Eagles, dude. We didn't, we still didn't call the one win in five games thing, but um, the Eagles are not winning, winning out as they much went, as they went two and five. That was close. It, I mean, I'm sorry, two and uh, two. It's and still going. Three. Yeah, is it still going? But, Another week. Um. I don't, be. I don't think be. so. I'll check up on I that. You keep going. Yeah, please check up on that. Either two games, that's more than more than we said they do, so props to the Eagles. Mm. But the Eagles are not going to the playoffs. They don't look like a playoff team. They don't it does not look like Winsylvania, you know. Mm. That three streak, <laughs> three win streak was a lie that started off a Browns win. So, you know, let's just meet our expectations. So, um, so to clarify, it is over because it was the Vikings, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. And okay. the, the game we gave them against the Giants, they lost, but yep. they beat the Vikings, and that was the start of the Vikings slide. Um, and they beat the Falcons. <sighs> that's that's just it. Just makes no sense whatsoever. Well, the Falcons are slipping. Oh yeah. Um, again. I'll tell you what. You know, again. Lucky for them that they had a bye week this week. Mm. Week. Otherwise, we would be talking about them. But yeah, they're. If the season ended today, they'd play the Giants in the playoffs, and I'd take the Giants. Hmm. Better defense, so. Oh, true. Um, and the Giants are gearing their defense for the playoffs. Their offense is bad. I mean, Odell didn't feed me, probably because I didn't call him out enough, but Odell needs to feed me. We're Come playoff it- time, though, I sincerely hope the Giants don't win a single game. So, Ouch. But, you know. I I don't like the Giants in the playoffs. Moving on. Moving on to the Pats. (laughs) Pats 49ers game. Not much to say about that, except for the fact that the Pats defense is still not good. Mm -hmm. Bill, I'm talking to you. Bill. Bill, what the hell, Bill? This is bad. This is bad. You're letting 13 points up. All right. From the 49ers in the rain. In the first half. And I know you're thinking 13 points. That's not that bad. 13 points in NFL offense. It's not an NFL offense. <laughs> it's I watch it every minutes. week. It's not. It's really not. You need to tighten up. If Dak is going to pass all over you, Dak can hit the, those throws way better than Cap can. And if that's all it takes to move the ball, trust me, buddy. I mean, the only reason the points are that limited is because Cap was throwing the ball and he's just missing on open guaranteed first downs. So, I mean, we drove 90 yards without getting a third down in that game. That's what we're talking about here. So Pat's defense, I'm calling you out. You're going to lose your, your team, the game come playoff time. You're going to get knocked out because your defense come playoff time. I mean, guarantee it. You play like that. You lose the playoffs, especially when Brady afterwards is all like, yeah, they made it really hard. The, the Pats only had 13 by the half, and they were only up three points, 13 to 10. And you're just kind of looking that at that score at halftime, and you're like, is this for real? Is this yeah. like, 
Is that is that for the, the Niners are only three points down now? If it were not for that fourth quarter where Patriots, I don't know, exploded, um, and when it stopped raining, yeah. But like the, if you look at the end of the third quarter, it's still thirteen ten against the Giants. Like this is a team that we're both saying should be in the Super Bowl in the AFC, and gosh, that doesn't look like it. But you know, look, eventually down. They need to sort it out very fast. And they need to fix their defense because their defense week to week to week to week has not been stellar. I'll give their offense a little slack, but their defense is not producing. You know whose defense is producing is surprisingly the Cowboys. Mm. And they're on fire. They're on fire. Straight fire. Still, still, still fire. Uh, Steve Smith, obviously a good receiver, despite the fact that nobody likes him. Mm. Uh Played up against him, fairly limited. They only scored 17 points, and Dallas put up 27, and Zeke rushed for 97 yards. So told you it was going to be a good game. It wasn't going to be a good game. Dak threw for three. Zeke rushed all over him, and Zeke is going to be my player of the week this week because he has broken the Cowboys' rookie rushing record. Mm. So congratulations to Zeke, and he's still putting himself on pace for an 1,800-yard season which is phenomenal. That would break the rookie rushing record of the NFL. I believe if he keeps up and gets like 1808, let's not, um, let's not put too much slack on the Cowboys though. They started off that game really, really sloppy. Like it took them a little bit to get rolling. I'm not, no, I'm, they, not, I'm, they, I'm not going easy on them. They're too good of a team. They wear defenses down. I'll give mm. you as it gets towards the second half, it gets harder and harder to block the run game, which yeah. is primarily where Zeke was good um, late in the game. Um, and that's just always an advantage that they'll have. But yeah. you know what? Uh, good teams win football games and a 10-point margin of victory when your offense is primarily rushing um, against the number one rushing defense. That's what you want to see going yeah. towards the playoffs. Definitely. So it's it's not impressive that they beat the Ravens. It's impressive that they rushed for 100. Um, so, you know, we'll just see how that pans out. The Ravens are not a great team. They're extremely lopsided, probably the most lopsided team in the league right now. Mm. And speaking of lopsided is some of our plays of the week. And we'll mm. start with the NCAA. So my player of the week uh, to match Ezekiel Elliott's prowess is actually coming from an Oregon duck. And I don't usually say that term because not only do I hate Oregon, but Oregon also has been really bad as of late. But Oregon just upset uh, ranked Utah 30 to 28, and it's all because of their quarterback. Justin Herbert, 30 for 42, 324 yards, three TDs, zero interceptions. Each each touchdown throw was to a different target. So he was spreading the ball, running for 44 yards and a long of 20. And I mean, that that's just some good numbers from a team that's been bad basically all year. His, the play of the week comes from him passing to Carrington the second his wide receiver who caught it in the corner of the end zone. This, this play is actually pretty incredible. Had to be reviewed uh, by the refs to confirm that he was in bounds. It was, it was like on the line, real close, real exciting game way to end the game too. So that's my player and play of the week. What's our uh, play of the week from the NFL side. Play of the week. Um, sound guy is a moron and decides, <laughs> Hey, you know, it's a great time to run in front of the tunnel where a giant multi hundred pound roster of people come charging out of it at full speed with gear up, on with yeah with gear on on or not on performance enhancing drugs 
let's run in front of that tunnel and he gets clocked so he's okay so feel free to laugh at it uh and then our actual play play of the week is russell wilson being the only person in seahawks history to be a quarterback and catch a touchdown reception so that's a beautiful play beautifully designed drawn up got the job done it was kind of lackluster in terms of flashiness this week. This was not a very flashy yeah. or kind of statement week. So kind of on the downside, nothing, nothing at all like it was, has been in previous weeks. Um, so that takes us to the hot seat the again. Hot seat. And we have a very familiar name. I'll just give Gosh. you two seconds to, uh, to think about it. You know who it is. Guys, I, I don't know how much more opportunity this man can have to do his job and just execute his game plan. But Charlie Strong, after I cleared him a couple weeks ago, is back. Is back on the hot seat. I mean, they sure. Okay, you lose to West Virginia. That makes sense. That's fine. You played it. It was a pretty decent game, if I remember the score correctly. No one No one's hating on you for that, okay, Charlie? But listen... When you play the worst team in the Big 12, who, like the 49ers, won their first game of the season and not a single game after that. I'm telling you, the Jayhawks were 1-9, in nine, and you're the lead coach, head coach of Texas, and Charlie Strong, you can't get a win in overtime? Come on, dude. What are you doing? You lost to West Virginia by four points, and then you, you, you lose to... This is a basketball school. This is a basketball school. It's like losing to Duke. You don't do it, okay? Oh I'll goodness. tell you what. It's a rough one. I, 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 this guy has had so much opportunity to set, him up, set himself up for success. Failed. Then he dug himself out of a hole with hard work and determination. And then you lose to the Jayhawks, who haven't won a game in like 10 weeks who are now two and nine after that victory, looking like the 49ers are going to be after they beat the Bears. Hopefully, dear God, please. You know, no, I don't want them to beat the Bears. You take that back. Well, I, I do because I know it'll make you upset and I want to watch them. <laughs> You're a bad person. <laughs> I am a bad person. It's kind of funny, though, in the, in the NFL, you, you want your team to lose because well, I when them you're in a doing this badly. Yeah, that's true. Like I want I want Miles Garrett. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that, that could be hey. Miles Garrett, Texas A&M. Yeah, he played really well this week. Yeah, Too bad the Browns are going to take him, yeah. but um, yeah. I want him. But unless they take a quarterback. <laughs> which they probably will. We've already made fun of him. Yeah. But the but, Bears would definitely take him, and I'm not happy about that. So, uh, Speaking about um, college and quarterbacks and NFL taking them and then not using them for half the season, uh, who's, who started this week? Who was who that? Who was that on the field for the Rams? I don't—, I don't Yeah, yeah. So Jared Goff, what— yeah. What? Who? What? Yeah, what? Know, right? Who? Who is this guy? What? What? Made his first NFL start this week. <laughs> I wish I had something good to say about it. Um, I'll give you this. It really wasn't his fault what happened, considering that he only had like five shots downfield and they were all fourth quarter Hail Mary attempts. And none of them worked because here's the saddest thing I've ever seen. The last play in the Rams game, they need to do a Hail Mary, right? Now, Goff, I'm sure you know, Brent, um, being near Cal geographically, Goff's pretty good under pressure in the pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
That's because he, Cal's O-line is doesn't exist. That's why he got out of there real quick, because he's like, I'm not getting injured. <laughs> so he knows how to handle pressure, which is something that I can't say much about a lot of NFL rookie quarterbacks. Some of them wins collapse. Uh, so uh, especially Dak in that Eagles game. Yeah, oh, that was, boy. That, that was bad. Oh, boy. Let's not so, talk about that. He's 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 not doing that kind of stuff, but he throws it up to the end zone. Right. And the number Mm. one thing that you got to do in a Hail Mary is make the end zone like that's the goal, you know, Mm -hmm. into the end zone, not out of bounds, but in the middle of the end zone. Yeah. When I say the ball is placed perfectly, I mean that it's within the middle of the end zone. And when I say that all of the Rams gave up on the route and there wasn't a single one of them in frame when the ball touched the first hand of of the opposing team, I mean, they gave up on the route. They just didn't. There was nobody there. Nobody there. And uh, it, it was pathetic. So shout out to the Rams for making the ball game 14 to 10 and losing it. After shutting out the the Dolphins for three quarters, oh so gosh. good job. And Goff starts again next week, and their play caller should be fired, and Jeff Fisher should be fired. So, well, it's just it's just such a pathetic thing when we're talking about that the Rams have the most boring games in the NFL, and then you're winning ten to zero, and then what what what? If it were possible for the Rams to win out and go to the Super Bowl, I wouldn't watch that game because it would be that boring. Of course not. It'd be disastrously boring. But oh, my goodness. But anyways, that's for Goff. Um, As you guys know, uh, this week is Thanksgiving and we got some games, some some important, exciting games happening uh, in the NFL. Thanksgiving's always always good. You know, you always get the Lions. You always get the Cowboys, and then they throw in a wild card in there. And this year, the Cowboys actually happen to be exciting, so I'm not mad that we get the Cowboys. Yep. And this year, the Lions aren't complete trash, so I'm not mad we get the Lions because the Lions are playing the Vikes for the division on Thursday. So, cancel your Thanksgiving plans, or at the very least... Tell your family that you're going to watch the game while they try to socialize with you and then blatantly ignore them because the Lions and the Cowboys are playing. I also got to say, I also got to say, if if your Thanksgiving plans don't include at least watching one day of football, um, you better be in somewhere without a TV or else I'm not I'm not really sure what you're doing. Like one game. I'm not not saying sit in front of the TV all day. I'm saying one game of football, guys. Come on. You you know what makes makes me makes me sad. Is uh, this is going to be the first uh, Thanksgiving where I'll actually be able to watch a full football game start to finish? Why would that make you sad? Why would that make you sad? Just reliving the past that it took so long. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Like I'm like, can we just watch the one game? You know, no. My family doesn't even like football, and I always got to watch at least one football game. Like, come on, come on. So I'm watching at least two. I don't know if I hate myself enough to watch the Steelers game, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely watching at least two. And guys, here's here's the Thanksgiving miracle. The Steelers game is on last, so that's 5.30 Pacific time. So don't even tell your family that that one's happening. It's not worth it. Go eat your Thanksgiving dinner. Even if you're a Colts fan, especially if you're a Colts fan, especially if you're a Steelers fan, go eat your Thanksgiving dinner. Just skip that game. Neither of you are going to the playoffs. It doesn't matter. Skip it. Go go enjoy Thanksgiving. The other games, though, don't miss the Cowboys game. Don't yeah. be a dick. You know, don't be a dick about it. 
But the other games, yeah, you can miss them if you want. The Lions game is on so early. If you're on the West Coast, probably before people even get to your house. So you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. So I'm picking the Lions, and mm-hmm. so is Brent. Yep. And then uh, Redskins at Cowboys. We don't need to say who we're picking. Yeah, That's, if you don't if you don't know by now, you haven't been listening. When have we ever picked against the Cowboys? I have we? No. We yeah, we gotta go back and check. I don't think we've ever picked against the Cowboys. No. Hmm. Even the the Ravens would have been our best shot too, and we didn't do it. Uh and <laughs> we both like the Steelers because Andrew Luck has a concussion and the Colts are garbage, but the hmm. Steelers are garbage. But seriously, if you don't have Andrew Luck, it's a short week. So Yeah. GG Colts. And then uh our only other game of the week is the Sunday night game, and that's the Chiefs at Denver. This was a difficult one. The Chiefs, one. the five and one Chiefs in the division last year at Denver. I can't not pick the Broncos with Aqib Tlaib coming back. They put up 17 points against the Bucks. I'm sorry. I don't believe in the, in the Chiefs that much. I think it was a bad game, to be fair. And and I, I'll give them it's a bad game. And I even mentioned last week, I had a hard time picking the Bucks. I mean, I sorry, I had a hard time picking the Chiefs over the Bucks. And I was thinking, you know, Bucks seem like that team that can that can really pull through and get and just score more than you can. Their defense, nothing special. Their offense, really nothing special either. But they're the kind of team that can compete start to finish. And that's what I saw, at least against the Chiefs. And so I don't think that the Chiefs can beat a defense, especially with the lead coming back like the Broncos at in Denver. It's not going to happen. I think they'll split this year, but I think this is not their game. No, which is going to be really interesting because it's going to really level out the AFC West because this is the first time that the Chiefs play the Broncos. And this will not only lose the Chiefs another game, but it'll give the Broncos, who are currently the last of the three AFC West teams going to the playoffs, it'll boost them up in that. So it'll be real. And also it'll put the Raiders ahead because the Raiders have a win over the Broncos. So it, this is a it's going to be a big impact game. Definitely. Which is why it got flexed to Sunday night. So definitely watch that one. No excuses. This is also a very important week because this is the last regular season week for the NCAA. Um, once again, guys, like usual, all the rankings we're going to be reading out loud have not been updated because we record on Monday instead of Tuesday when it's actually <sighs> updated. So these numbers are not necessarily where they will be positioned in the following week. Um, for example, uh, our first game, because it is rivalry week, so, you know. Uh, number six, Washington, probably will be soon number five will be playing against Washington State, who was number 22, but I'm not sure if they're going to be ranked anymore after their loss to Colorado. If so, it'll be low, like 25. Um, Andrew and I both pick Washington for this. We think Washington uh, is going to shape up to only lose one game the whole season to make me look as little, you know, as, as you know, not as stupid as I possibly could have. Yeah, not as stupid as, like, picking the Vikings to go yeah. undefeated through Week 12. That's what I was trying to say without saying it, but we keep saying yeah. it. Something keeps just... bringing up. Throw salt in the wound. I'm used to it. It's what yeah. I do every Sunday. You know, and besides the fact that we can hate on the Vikings every week feels kind of good. Uh, That's true. Next game. This game is actually really difficult for me to pick. Uh, number one. It's not for me. Number one, Alabama at Auburn, uh, who is currently number 15, soon to be probably a little bit up. I'm not sure. Roll Auburn, Auburn was probably the only team that in the past couple weeks people have foreseen to be able to beat Alabama, especially after LSU couldn't do it. 
Um, however, Auburn stumbled since then. So should be an interesting one. I'm looking for Auburn to be competitive. This is probably going to be the most competitive game against Alabama that we have seen since Ole Miss almost took him out. Um, the LSU game was, I guess, was competitive. But, you know, when you, what do don't you mean, sc- I guess was competitive, but they didn't score. They didn't score. Listen, you don't you don't score. I have a hard time calling it competitive. I don't care if this final score was 10 to zero. You get zero points. I'm not so sure how competitive that is. That's okay. That's you know, you know, I mean, you can, one of the dumbest can, things I've ever heard. I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. This, the whole point in sports is to point, put, think about it. Can you possibly win a game without putting points on the board? Yes or no? No, and they didn't win. So I'm not saying that they're the better team, but to oh, say it's course. not competitive. Oh, okay. Holding the number one team. I'm saying when I'm you're s- LSU to 10 points. I'm saying competitive this as is hell. This is the most competitive game since the Ole Miss game, who only lost by three. And both teams scored like over 40 points. I think it was like 50 points. Like yeah. that's that's a competitive neck and neck game. LSU and, Aub- and Alabama was definitely competitive. But if you're not putting up any points, you have no hope to win whatsoever. I think Auburn is going to put up plenty of points against Alabama. Not enough to beat them, but they're going to put up points. That's going to instantly, unless unless the score is like 3 to 56, uh, cough, 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 some teams in the SEC, the, the game is going to be instantly a little bit more competitive than LSU because LSU crumbled at the end of that game, allowing 10 straight points unanswered. But, you know, we could argue about this all day. The, the subject doesn't change. I think Auburn is going to be even more competitive with Alabama. Um, that being said, I still don't see them winning. So, nope. Roll time. time. Uh, this next game I have up here because regardless about how you feel about it, um, this team proved otherwise last week. And this is one of the most important games in college football right now. Michigan State against Penn State. Penn State wins this game. They could end up in the Big Ten Championship, which is a big freaking deal. Because, uh, uh, spoiler alert, they don't belong there. There are two teams on their divisional side, which are far better than them, that just kind of had a rough patch here and there. So Penn State could <laughs> Penn State could be having a free walk into the Big Ten to play against Wisconsin, uh, basically for no consequence. And if Wisconsin wins, oh gosh, that's going to be more confusing. However, we saw Michigan State put up a fight against Urban Meyer and the Buckeyes last week, and I don't think it was just because of the matchup. I think Michigan State has definitely found a better footing, and I don't think Penn State is... As good as people make them seem out to be. Either way, if Michigan State does put up a fight, it's going to have to hold over in the fourth quarter when Penn State decides that it actually wants to play really well. So I'm picking Michigan State. Um, Call me a, uh, like, you know, full of hope and inspired in something that I shouldn't be. But uh, yes, please. Delusional is the word you're looking for. Yes, delusional. Thank you. Please, Michigan State. You played well last week. Play one more week as well as you did last week. I have no doubt if you play that well, you'll beat Penn State. But I would be lying if I said this was more than just a wish. So uh, uh, Andrew is doing the smart choice. <laughs> I don't buy the legitimacy of division wins. Mm. If division <laughs> teams play each other so differently and it never seems to translate well to games after that, you mm. know, like you can. If it's a big matchup divisionally, you have a higher chance of winning it. If it's a big matchup not divisionally, I don't well, know why that is. That's just how it works out. This is this is divisional still as well. Keep in mind, it's just that yeah, but Michigan State the is not competitive. Ohio State is yeah. the big dog. Yeah. right now. Yeah, you know, so That's you bring true. it harder against the big guns. I don't. Mm. I'm not buying 
buying it. That's fair. That's totally fair. It's kind of a pipe dream. I would rather take the L and hope than, uh, you know, than anything else. Uh, num- currently number 12, Utah, will, will, who will not be number 12. I'm giving a guess. I'm thinking number 18, if not a little bit higher. Uh, so let's just say this. Number 18, Utah, is going to Colorado, who just had an impressive win over Washington State. Utah being just just getting upset and uh, Colorado just coming off a good win. And then they're going, you know, they're at home for this uh, for the second game in a row. I'm calling Colorado to win this. They're looking like the better team. I'll take Colorado twice. Yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Definitely. It's not like it's not like it's a Florida, you know, it's not like Florida where who knows what could happen, you know? Oh, Uh, excuse me real quick. I'm going to go stick my head in the oven. I'll be back. So while Andrew is uh, suffocating himself in the oven on full blast, uh, let's talk about his favorite schools. Number 23, Florida at number 17, Florida State. Uh, There's a note on the the document uh, that Andrew was careful enough to write saying, Brent, what the hell? Uh, If it isn't obvious enough, Andrew is very unhappy that I'm having him pick against two Florida schools because either way he loses. Um, This is really about. This is really about how I want to kill myself this game. (laughs) Number 23, Florida at number 17, Florida State. I'm saying Florida State. I think Florida State is overrated. I think that they're not nearly as good as they could have possibly been. But Florida has been so spotty when they thought people thought they were good. I can't. I can't, it, for the life of me, understand why I picked this game, besides the fact that it's actually important. You um, picked it because you hate me. Um, it's also, I think it's because I hate Andrew. I'm not sure. But I'm going with Florida State, and for the sake of argument, because one of us has to be right, and one of us should be wrong, uh, Andrew picked Well, you're, let me settle this right now. You're wrong for picking this game. <laughs> you'll you, you'll lose to Michigan because you put this oh, whoa, on, whoa, whoa, the, whoa. on the roster. We don't say that unless it's followed by State. Not this week. Not this week, because that's right, people. The last game that we're going to be calling is number three, Michigan, uh, in the horseshoe against the Ohio State Buckeyes. This is obviously the game of the week, if you couldn't already tell. Um, you know, if you couldn't tell, seriously, take your head out of the oven. That's Andrew's place. Yeah, you, you, you have to, oven is nice. You have to understand, this is the, the, this is the biggest game in college football since 2006 where what do you know the team up north in ohio state played each other um this game is so big that's what there's a reason they call it the game um i don't know what you're doing if you live i'm on the west coast i'm in california if you live on the west coast i don't know what else you have to do at 9 a.m it's really really early but that's when they're playing so wake yourself up Get your ass out of bed or stay in bed and turn on the TV. I don't know where your TV's located. I don't stalk you. And watch the freaking game, okay? I'm calling Ohio State to win, of course, not only because that is my lifeblood, but for we, we've been hating on the great spate all year. Now he might not even play if he's too injured. His backup might play. And which how might- are we going to win without spate? <laughs> he's so good. What do we do without him? <laughs> It's pretty bad. It's it, I don't understand how people think the team up north is going to win this game short of Ohio State just just floundering. Something awful happens. I'm knocking on my wooden desk like crazy. Like I'm tell, talking about like Urban Meyer has to have a stroke before the game. JT Barrett has to uh 
be missing and kidnapped up to Canada. Like something, something awful has to happen for Ohio State not to win this game. But I will say this: I mentioned it earlier. Ohio State was in survive survivability mode last week. Just, just win, just win. Play it safe. Don't do anything risky. Just win. This week they need to shift to attack mode. They got to get the offense roaring. The offense scored over sixty points in the last games before Michigan State. Like they can do it. They can they can come out here and win big, and they need to show it right now that regardless of what happens with Penn State, that they belong in the playoffs, regardless if they can make the Big Ten championship. Um, I'm calling the Ohio State to win this game. Andrew, what's your call? I don't like our offense at all. Mm-hmm. And you can't win games if you can't score points. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we're going to score too many points defensively. Um could happen you never uh, know get a, could, get a good get a good pick happen. six near the end zone you know all starts with good special teams so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna just try and improve my ncaa record of which i finally <laughs> just hit 500 Woo-hoo! thank god after a horrible start uh and i'm just gonna pick ohio state because hey if i'm wrong woohoo! and if i'm not i get another win for my column so yeah It doesn't really matter. We picked Florida this week, so I'm going to be dead before the game is on. But we got we got a bunch of good games next week. Um, Next week, we'll also have a little bit more to talk about. None of them are Florida. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try and keep Florida out of as many games as possible. Please do for the bowl weeks and whatnot, unless it's like necessary. Um, But yeah, that that's all we have today. Andrew, wrap us on up. Check out the Facebook and the Twitters. For all your news, your infos, your play of the weeks, get to see the sound guy get blown up. Yeah, see everything right. else we talked about happen. See the pick totals. See me hit 500. See Brent get more and more closer to hitting 500 in the NFL. Whoa, see everything um, that's going on at facebook.com slash two man rush. That is the number two M-A-N-R-U-S-H. Have a happy holiday and Thanksgiving. If you're Canadian, why are you watch, listening to this? I... Seriously, write in. Don't, tell don't, me why. Don't you have Canadian like, Football League? I mean, come on. It's not like, as good. Hockey's yeah. on. No, hockey. Hockey's great. Winter. Hockey. Winter. If you're Canadian, you already had Thanksgiving. But everybody else, happy American Thanksgiving. Watch all the games. Don't miss Ohio State. Don't miss the Cowboys game. Thanks for listening. Peace out, guys. I'm over 500 in the NFL.